Hello, beloved listener. This is Andrea popping up with a quick but very important and very sincere ask before you start today's episode. So Jess and I are always trying to get a sense of what will resonate with our audience. And we created this episode in particular in response to a number of, like a a significant number of anonymous Facebook posts in our local mom community groups about this very topic. Here's the thing. The reason that people post anonymously is that most people are afraid to share stories like this openly and honestly. But if you can count on Jess and I for one thing, it's that we will talk about things that other people will not talk about, even if they're a little embarrassing. So we've done that here. And without giving anything away, I just ask that you listen, enjoy, and share this episode with the women in your life who need to know that they are not the only one. We all have times when we aren't our best selves. And for many of us, we've also had a time or two where we really lost our shit. Today, we share our own embarrassing stories, serve up a big dose of shame-busting empathy, talk about repair, and get honest about the fact that while this is not the best way to get your needs met, it may be the necessary first step. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Hey, Jess. Hey. So I was perusing a few of our local Facebook moms groups recently, as we do from time to time. And well, first, let me tell you what I didn't expect to see, but I did see. Tell me more. Well, there was a very handsome man advertising his services as like a handyman. Definitely tell me more. I mean, should I tag you in the post? It was (laughs) the funniest thing. Okay, he clearly had his finger on the pulse of the local mom's group. The pictures were like of him cutting pieces of wood. The sun is bright behind him. He was flexing. It was one of the more entertaining things I've ever seen. I was laughing so hard. That is so I know. That guy's going to get a lot of work. I was just going to say, well played, man. Well played. Brilliant business strategy. (laughs) So many comments like, "Um, I'm pretty sure I can break something around here. Or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we're going to show this post to the husbands and see if they can get through that honey-do list or not because the threat (laughs) is here. Listen, this guy will come over and get it done. It was That is fantastic. Meanwhile, I did think about the fact that if this was a woman who was using the same strategies to a group of men. Can you imagine? Well, yeah, of course, we would eviscerate her. We'd be like, how dare she do that, right? And men leaving lewd comments, I would be so offended. That's a great point. But I, I got to say, this was one time where I was happy to be a woman giggling. That is a great point, the difference between the two. Yeah, but I didn't feel bad about it. I mean, flex away, young man. Um, so, okay, that aside... 
in between the glut of posts like used baby stroller or half open box of diapers, I'll sell them for a 25 cents a piece. There were a bunch of posts where women were sharing with this gut-wrenching vulnerability, moments where they had recently lost their shit. And I'm not talking about the like, I feel so bad. I gave a very firm no to little Bennett when he asked for cookies for breakfast for the third time. This was like, I screamed at everybody in my house. I jumped in the car. I left for the next three hours while I sobbed, like driving the highways. And I'm a horrible person. There was so much shame in these posts. And once again, it was that feeling that women were expressing, like, I'm a monster. No one else has ever done something like that, (laughs) which got me thinking, well, that's definitely not true. Hands up over here. I mean, two hands up. So I'm wondering if we can get a little bit vulnerable here, Jess, and maybe share some of our own stuff. Have you ever lost your shit? No, never. Oh my gosh. How dare you ask me a question like yes. that? It's the opposite of what we're gosh, trying to Gosh, I mean, do here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the question should be more like, how many times this morning did you lose your shit? Right. So we were outside. I was trying to just do some planters. I had the kids painting something. Long story short, we won't get to the details, But not only did I lose my ever-loving mind, I realized that I was, you know, when your self comes back. You're like floating mm -hmm, above your body watching what happened. mm -hmm. And when that came down, I realized we were outside and how our neighborhood is that you can hear everything. Like it's it's very open. So then not only did I just lose my shit, I proceeded to go inside and tell my daughter, and this is why everybody's going to think I'm a psychopath now. (laughs) Then realize all my windows were open. (laughs) And my daughter's like, you're not a psychopath. I'm like, well, yes, I am. Look at me right now. I am a psychopath. You're like, technically not, but yes, it's, yes, in the vernacular. It was not good. It was not good. It was not a great moment. moment. At all. At all. I've been there. I have a few of these moments that come to mind. Again, the details have grown fuzzy over the last couple of years, but this was definitely like two and a half, three years ago. Wait, are you, you're saying this was two and a half, three years ago? Girl, mine was like yesterday. This isn't like the last time that I lost my shit. This is just like, this one was so epic that it inspired a rallying cry for the next year. Now I I, I feel like I have to clarify that. I was like, wait a minute. What? Two years ago? So- Again, I tried to think about the story and I was like, what actually happened that day? I don't know. All I know is I was short-tempered. And to be fair, everyone around me was crazy. They were acting a fool and I was losing my temper. And then they were acting crazy and I was losing my temper. And I am supposed to go on a date with my husband that night. And I was so (laughs) pissed at him. He will not engage about whatever probably dumb thing that he said that made me so mad because obviously it's his fault. And I'm like, if we don't talk about this, I'm canceling our date. You were going to cancel your own husband. (laughs) I was going to cancel my husband. And I think he was going to cancel me. So that did not get the sufficient response that I needed. And whatever happened, it continued to escalate. And I... I don't know what happened, but I do know that my husband was like, what is wrong with you? You are unhinged. Unhinged? Yeah. And I was like, beep, boop, beep, boop. Canceled the sitter. 
I'm like, not only did I cancel the sitter, I just booked myself a hotel. I'm leaving. Goodbye. And I did. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, my jaw is dropped for those viewers who cannot see me. My jaw is dropped because I'm like, ooh, okay, this is a good story. Oh, well, you wanted the good stuff. I'm giving you the good stuff. Yeah, no, no. I packed a bag. I got into my car. I went and ate at a lovely restaurant by myself with my book and a glass of wine. I got some Oberweiss ice cream. I watched murder shows for a few minutes by myself before I fell asleep. I slept. I clearly needed to sleep. I woke up and took myself to breakfast. And by the time I was ready to go back and see my family, I was rehinged. Wait, nobody was like chasing you? I like envision my kids chasing me down the street like a dog chasing a mail truck. I can't remember if the conflict was really happening in front of our kids or not. Or if it was really one of those like we're in a text battle and now we're in a person to person battle or whatever. But it was like, hey guys, mommy needs a night away. So I love you so much. Goodbye. So it ended up, I mean, that was so such an offensive thing for my husband to say. And I mean, he knows, like, it was not okay. And then I went and I promptly told my closest (laughs) girlfriends that Mm -hmm. this had happened and that this is what he said. And we made unhinged our rallying cry for the next whole year. It was like our hashtag, if we had hashtags for our conversations. And it was a reflection of like, there's obviously something going on that makes Mm -hmm. you act like that. And listen to my ridiculous husband. He's like, oh, I'm so glad I inspired something. (laughs) I was like, you inspired nothing. He took credit. You can't come in here. You're like, look what I did. No. He took credit. Get out of this women's movement (laughs) that we have. We're laughing about it now, but it didn't feel funny back then. No. And I think that one of the reasons that these stories, that they sting And that when they're shared, they're so painful is that they often do involve a lot of shame. Oh, yeah. A lot of like, I'm bad. I'm a bad person who does bad things. I suck. I'm terrible. I'm a horrible mother. Mm -hmm. I'm ruining my children. That other mom would never do this. And the truth is that she would and she probably has. You just might not know because she doesn't have her windows open like Jess does. (laughs) Or she doesn't tell on herself. So I think it would be helpful to differentiate between guilt and shame because one is helpful and one is not. And shame is the one that tends to come up when we lose our shit. And I hear it all the time, one being used for the other. They're very different. Right. Definitely not interchangeable. So guilt is generally like a feeling that you have about something that you've done. It really refers Mm -hmm. to the behavior. Guilt is useful. I dig guilt. It instructs us. Guilt actually can be very motivating. Guilt can really drive you to change something. Yeah, I did something and now I feel yucky. That yuckiness helps me to not do something again. This is good. Guilt is a good thing when we lose our shit. Because even though we're laughing about it and joking about it, we don't want to do that again. Nobody wants to lose their shit. And that guilt that we feel about the behavior, it's like, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that. Shame is different. Well, shame is, oh, shame's about self. Shame's I'm bad. I'm Mm. terrible. Right. I'm messing up my kids. It's very personal against self. And shame, oh, man, shame disconnects us from each other. Mm -hmm. So shame doesn't say, oh, Andrea, I lost my shit this morning. Shame buries it and doesn't tell anybody. Right. 
And when we bury something, we can't look at what happened and we can't repair from it. And we can't forgive ourselves. Right. Because how do you forgive yourself for being awful if you think you're awful? Absolutely. So what we really need when we lose our shit is to be able to be curious about why and to be able to look at ourselves with some kindness and compassion and figure out what happened so that it doesn't happen again. And so I like to tell people that if you are like normally a person who's, you know, kind of composed and then you lose your shit, that is a flag that something's going wrong, that you need to identify what's happening here. It is so hard to be a parent and life is so hard and we have so much on our plates. Sometimes there mm-hmm. isn't going mm-hmm. to be an answer for why you lost your shit or why you were overwhelmed. Yeah, the idea that we would be perfectly controlled is bonkers. We're not going to be. But I actually think that when you were saying, you know, there might not be an answer as to why we did, I think that all the things you listed are the answers. Maybe some of our physical needs aren't being met. Maybe it's been night after night after night that I'm not sleeping well. Maybe I've got way too much on my mind. The, The mental load in our family is not balanced. Maybe I like literally just haven't had a break from these mm-hmm. fools in a long time. Uh, we are not meant to be with people 24 7, 365. Maybe you just need some respite, you know? Maybe you're feeling overstimulated or you're trying to do too many things at once. These are all reasons that we mm-hmm. lose our shit, mm-hmm. right? And they're reasons that tend to be pretty systemic, but that doesn't mean that they don't count. I mean, The truth is, if I'm losing it just a lot more frequently than normal, and it's because I'm not sleeping at night, we got to find a way to get some more sleep. Or if I haven't had a break from these guys and the noise that they make makes me feel like I'm going to lose my mind, if I can't get away for the night, maybe I can at least be like, I got to go walk in the neighborhood for half an hour. And yeah, husband, you got to hold down the fort here. When I am overstimulated, everything's just turned up. And so I have these little earplugs that I will wear when I'm just feeling really on edge. And you can hear everything still. It just Mm -hmm. takes the volume down. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. they have become so helpful to regulate my system. That's like us at the end of the day where the lights get lower and lower and lower. The sound has to be low. I literally will find myself being like, I can't like with the sound that you're making. And in a house with a lot of people, you know, you have a house with a crying baby and you have a bunch of kids, whatever it is that's going on. The TV's on too loud. Like there's just too much going on. You know, there's a lot of times noise that's not bad noise, but it's just noise. My nervous system's feeling fried. So yeah, we, by the end of the day, I think we're just like, everybody, quiet. I have personally learned that about myself. When I am angry or short-tempered, I'm usually overstimulated. Like this is a big one for me. Everything's like, oh my gosh, everybody just stop talking and be quiet. I mean, with young kids, it's just not feasible. But now understanding I need to bring down the noise. I need to bring that down for me. I think I focused a long time on everybody else and don't make me mad. Mm -hmm. I'm really stressed. Don't push me over the edge instead of realizing, wait a minute, I just need to take down the noise a little bit. Right. Yeah. That might be the thing you have to do in the moment. I know for me, if I'm not getting enough rest, this thing's going to blow, especially if it's over a lot of time. And so it might be recognizing that, hey, I've been up late the last three nights in a row cleaning up in our Mm -hmm. kitchen when my kids could have done more, or I could have asked my husband, or I could have left it. 
And it's knowing that, hey, I'm tired because I'm not getting enough rest. And if I don't get enough rest, my ability to handle whatever happens next is just low. I also know for me, the mental overload, the pace at which we run our lives and the amount of things that I have to keep in my head, if it's going on for too long, I'm getting Mm -hmm. closer to losing my shit. And I need to be able to say, I have to remove myself from this situation so that I can sort through what's in my brain so that I can come back and be okay. And so you know what some of your triggers are. I know what some of my triggers are. And it's up to everybody to figure out, especially if you've lost your shit, like look back and say, so what was going on with me? Because if you're that person who's sharing this story and you're feeling all of this shame, that says to me, This is something that it's in conflict with who I am or who I want to be. And so that says to me, like, this isn't your baseline. Yeah, there are people who walk around reactive and losing it all the time. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the rest of us who are generally pretty decent. And then sometimes just leave the house for 24 hours. Lock yourself in the bathroom (laughs) or scream outside. Hey there, fabulous ladies. Ready to kick mealtime chaos to the curb? Say hello to your best friend, Factor Meals. No more scrambling for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Just grab a gourmet dish from the fridge and bam, you're good to go. And let's not forget about the smoothies. My son can't get enough. They're not just healthy, they're a taste sensation. You'll fall head over heels for Factor Meals just like I did. With Factor, you can rock your busy schedule without sacrificing flavor or nutrition. Whether you want six meals or 18 meals a week, it's all up to you. Plus, you can hit the pause button or mix up your deliveries whenever life throws you a curveball. Say goodbye to mealtime madness and hello to hassle-free eating with Factor Meals. Head to factormeals.com slash Jessica50 and use code Jessica50 to get 50% off. That's code Jessica50 at factormeals.com slash Jessica50 to get 50% off. Yeah. So once you start to identify what it is that was going on, and again, this doesn't excuse the behavior, but it does explain it. We need an explanation so that we don't just fall into the same pattern again and again. I think there's a few questions you can ask yourself to get a better sense of like what to do now. So what makes it hard to notice this need, right? If one of the big things is that you're really tired, what made it hard for you to notice how tired you were? Well, maybe you're moving too fast. Maybe your schedule is too overwhelmed. Maybe you need to change your expectations for yourself. A hundred percent. So you've got to figure out what made it hard to notice. What kept you from getting the warning signs? Well, let me ask you, going back to that moment a few years ago, what would you say prevented you from seeing that? Oh, girl, I knew it was coming. I had been seeing for weeks I'm overwhelmed. I got to get away. I'm overwhelmed. I got to get away. I'm really tired. I got to get away. I got to get out. Like I know that I need these breaks because the pace of our life is too fast because I'm too tired and I have a really hard time finding space in our lives. And so I knew that it was coming and I knew how to fix it. I just didn't pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. I knew Mm -hmm. I needed to step away. Maybe that looks like You know, you've got family in town and you can go stay in your childhood bedroom for the night if that doesn't cause too many problems. Maybe it is, you know, going away with your sister or your best friend. Maybe it is just 
saying, I've got a babysitter and for four hours, I'm going to sit down and kind of sort myself out because I'm feeling really overwhelmed just running from one to the next. So I, I knew it was coming. I could feel it. Wait, you could feel it coming, but you couldn't execute. What prevented you from executing it? That's a great question because I think the next piece is what makes it hard to meet this need. I think for me, it's noticing that for many, many, many years, I have not respected my own limits and I don't speak up. There's a part of me that feels like I should be able to do everything and I should be able to do it well and there's no limit to what I can accomplish. And if I don't do everything and I don't do it well, then I'm failing. So it's really hard for me to put up my hand and say, I, I got to stop or I need a break or for the next five days, I got to go to bed early because I'm mm -hmm. running up against mm -hmm. my own sense of failure. A lot of my survival mechanism is to do more and be better. And that directly conflicts with my ability to say, hey, you're a human, you have limits, and you know that if you do not take that space and time to step out of this situation, you will go on autopilot until the whole thing crashes. Ooh, see, that makes perfect sense. I think this is where this self-examination is so important. Not just what did I need, but why was it so hard for me to identify it? And why was it so hard for me to get this need met? Because sometimes we do need to be able to say, especially to our partners, this is really hard for me. It's really hard for me to identify that I need a breather. And so when I say to you, I need a breather, I need your support. Or, hey, if you notice that I'm getting a little extra, maybe don't tell me I'm unhinged. <laughs> maybe say, hey, it seems like you need a breath. I mean, I might have punched him in the face at that moment, but I would have, like, looking back on it, been like, you're right. That was so nice of you to say. Yeah, and it, but it's also in and it, it's acknowledging your part, right? So I think that's such a big piece right. of it where I really need a break right now because I've realized that I've been trying to do too much and haven't asked for help. Right. And now I really need to ask for right. help. I need you to right. step up and I have personally in myself realized a lot of the times when I lose my shit, it's for very similar reasons. I feel like I'm doing everything, which may or may not actually be rational, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I don't know that, right? Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it feels like I'm the only one doing this, the only one doing that, right? It's all me. Everything lies on me. Right. But when I really let my logical brain come back down and I take a step outside of that, a lot of times I realize I'm also not asking for help. I'm just running around like crazy person trying mm -hmm. to do everything on my own. Right. And sometimes trying to do things that just don't need to be done. Correct. Like you can't do it all. You can't do it all at once. And maybe you need to be able to say no to yourself sometimes. Like, no, that's not going to get done. So I guess the last thing we have to touch on is you know, when these things happen and we feel shame, Jess, you mentioned before that shame is difficult because it cuts us off from other people. And what we need in the aftermath of really losing our shit, especially if other people were around, is to truly repair with the other people involved. I think this is something our parents' generation didn't do. They didn't know how. 
but I think it's something that I see our generation starting to do is realize you can make a mistake Mm -hmm. and go back to that moment and apologize or acknowledge Mm -hmm. wrongdoing or say, man, I wish I would have handled that differently. And that whole piece of it can save so much heartache. And some of the shame we feel, I think it's very generational that there's a substantial amount of shame in our Mm -hmm. generation. And I think a lot of that comes from the lack of repair, right? So our parents lose their shit on us as a child. And instead of coming back Mm -hmm. and just saying, ah, sorry, I was really overwhelmed or I'm trying to do too much at once and I need to learn how to ask for help. Instead of doing that, they sat with their own. And the problem with that shame Mm -hmm. is that they sat with is we built our own narratives. I suck. I'm terrible. I'm not good enough. And that's what I love about just Mm -hmm. repairing things or taking ownership or acknowledging it is we can truly impact the narratives that other people write about themselves. Because when I lose my shit on my kids, nine out of 10 times, it's actually not directly about them. It's about a hundred other things that are going on at once. And it's not that they're being little assholes, which maybe they are, but they're also six and nine. You're kind of (laughs) supposed to be little assholes. But, you you know, that ability to go up after that, you know, psychopath moment (laughs) of mine, which (laughs) took a little while to come down from. But going up to my Mm -hmm. daughter and also saying, I'm sorry, I really lost it on you. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And not, well, I'm sorry, but you should have done this or you weren't doing this cool thing about when you just let it sit there that I'm sorry, usually the other person comes back. Well, I'm sorry too. You asked me not to do Mm -hmm. this and I did. And I love the teachable moment that can come after that because I often follow it up with, you know Mm -hmm. what? Mom was trying to do way too many things at once. And I Mm -hmm. was feeling very overwhelmed, which is why I ended up losing my temper and I'm sorry. Or coming back Mm -hmm. to it, a little bit later and saying, you know what? I really need you to stop arguing with me every time I ask you to do something. That really helps me not lose my temper. Yeah. It's fair to say, you know, you're modeling some awareness. I'm noticing right now that every time I ask you to do something, you're fighting with me. I also know from that little while ago when I lost my temper that that makes me feel really kind of overwhelmed and I'm starting to feel more overwhelmed. I'm going to ask you to stop now because I don't want to lose my temper like I did. That's on me. But if I don't ask you right now to stop, like, all bets are off. It's going to happen. Just you're blowing my mind right now because you are so right on about this shame piece. So if we lose our shit on our kids and we don't repair with them, then the only way that they can process that on their own is by developing their own shame. I'm bad. That is attachment theory 101. It's so much safer for me psychologically to believe that I'm bad and wrong, and that's why mom lost her mind, than to believe that mom is unreliable, right? And so if we don't repair, we leave them thinking that, and it's not true. And maybe the reason we think we're bad and we suck so much, like you said, generationally, is our parents didn't do this with us. And they were doing the best that they could and they were doing what was the norm at the time. But I don't want to pass that on to my kids. And I don't want to pass on this idea that they have to be perfect. They're not going to be. 
they've lost their shit on me too. And if I can go to them and say, you know what? I really lost my cool. That wasn't okay. I bet that might've been a little scary for you. Statement of apology, a statement of empathy. And then expressing the desire to get it right, to make the relationship right. It hurts me to think that what I did was hurting you. And I'm so sorry. And I really don't want to act like that. And that's on me. And allow forgiveness to enter the situation. What we all need to know and what they need to know is that rupture, right? These bumps in the road, they are part of a healthy attachment. We don't have healthy attachment in spite of these moments. We have it partly because of them. And I want to show my kids or my partner. I mean, shit, we need to model some good behavior for our partners too. I want to show my partner, hey, I can own my stuff. I can put it there, let it lie. And yeah, I'm going to have to address with you later some of the systemic things that led to this moment, but we're going to choose two conversations for this. And the first one, I own my part. And then after that, we talk about here are some things that I think contributed to it that need to be addressed so it doesn't happen again. Yeah, as somebody who has lost their shit and will lose their shit because I'm a human being who gets overwhelmed, who gets stressed out, who doesn't ask for help. I'm a human. I do love knowing that you can repair it. Do I repair it every single time? No, I don't. I also am going to be a a very honest human here because I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I lose my shit and then this perfect teachable repairing moment happens. It does not. Right. Right. After school special moment. This is not a Lifetime movie, people. Like this is like a good HBO special probably. But like I, (laughs) 80-20, that's the 80-20 rule in life. I apply in all things. 80% of the time, I hope that I'm able to own my part and repair it. And 20% of the time, well, there'll still be therapists in the world for my kids to talk to about that 20% of the time. (laughs) And that's okay because there is no way. And that is okay. My kids are going to grow up without having something. Yeah. So to the women listening who have lost their shit, We all make mistakes, sometimes even big, embarrassing, unhinged ones. And it's okay to feel guilty if you've done something that wasn't in line with who you normally are or who you want to be. And it's critical to repair with the people who were harmed if that's applicable. And again, not perfectly repair, do our best. There's a pretty wide margin if you try to do this fairly frequently. And... If you can approach yourself with some compassion and have some curiosity about why you lost your shit, you just might discover that some needs have gone unmet or some adjustments need to be made so that you can avoid losing your shit in the future. You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women Podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life, and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to 
anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.